or email us at access at matv.org. Welcome to Malden 02148. I'm the, your host for this evening, Ed Lucy, and my guests are uh, Ryan O'Malley, Ward 4 Councilor and Chairman of the Ordinance Committee, one of the more important uh, committees of the City Council, and we have Debbie DeMaria, who's President of the City Council. Thank you very much for jo joining me this evening. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Lucy, for having us. My Thank pleasure. You for having us. Now, um, maybe kind of... Um, there's a lot of controversy going on, a lot of discussions, and as a matter of fact, it goes back quite a way about types of buildings mm -hmm. and zoning. Could, could you maybe kind of give us an overview of some of the issues that you're facing now, both with the decision of trying to make everybody happy, which is obviously not very easy to do in, in politics or in government? Okay, well, that's right right into it. Good for you. So, um, yes, we've had some uh, discussion on the floor, and I think if, if you want to watch that council meeting, it was March 6th. Um, we brought some papers to the floor uh, that were referred to a joint planning and ordinance uh, committee uh, back at the tail end of 2017, and, um, and we took them up on the floor. Um, there was about five or six of them, and um, each one was as lengthy and as um, uh, difficult to understand as the other. And um, some passed and some failed, and actually, I think most of them did fail. So um, I'm going to refer to you, Councillor O'Malley. <laughs> Start by the... Well, I think I think one of the things uh, with with the zoning in the city is it's important for uh, for everyone to understand that uh, you know zoning is meant to dictate where and how we design our city for the next fifty years. Uh, zoning isn't something that uh, is a day to day type thing or even a year to year. Uh, you really have to take a long term perspective when you're planning your city. Uh, this is very different than just. Um, pulling out a few trees uh, or, or, or changing a few uh, uses. You really have to kind of f figure out where is your city going and where do you want to see growth. Um, the, the papers that we were discussing uh, earlier in March uh, were specifically uh, related to the Central Business District here in Malden Square. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I represent. Pretty much 90% of Malden Square is in Ward 4. Um, and one of the things that you have seen, uh, as you've seen over the last 20 years or so, since 2000, 75% uh, of the construction that has been going on has been rental. Uh, and I think that that is really where our residents uh, are, are upset. Um, I am personally upset that the fact of the matter is almost 100% 100 of what we've built has had very little, if not any, owner-occupied units. Um, that has a lot of implications, uh, particularly in my neighborhood, which is around the train. In terms of tra uh, you know, uh, transients, uh, it, it impacts whether or not you can have a, a neighborhood type feeling still. Uh, we want residents to stay in Malden. We want young people to buy a home in Malden, to have children in Malden, to raise their families here. Uh, you can't do that if you're just renting. Mm -hmm. You might be able to start out like that, but there needs to be owner-occupied homeowner opportunities in Malden. Mm -hmm. But you t when you say that, are you talking about uh, single families, two families, three families, multi-units, uh, high-rises? I mean, certainly, um, historically, with high-rises, um, the developer is looking for people to come in and rent, pay, and now Marlin's a, a hot place to live. It's mm -hmm. close to the T, which is a big attraction for a lot of people who happen to be, commute to Boston. It's also attractive in a sense that it's easy to get, get other places if you're living here in Marlin. But... Uh, that building you're talking about, uh, that's mostly commercial development. It isn't residential that, that's been going on here. 
Uh, actually, I think the majority of the of the construction in the last 10 years or so, um, again, uh, I just came on the council uh, two years ago. It's been about two, two years and some change now. Um, so a lot of the projects that you see, actually all of the projects that you see going up in the square right now, <clears throat> were previously approved under past councils. Um, there's been very little, if any, um, approved under the current council. Um, but do, uh, it's been primarily residential. Hypothetically, if you wanted to do a development in the zone area, which is downtown Malden, mm -hmm. it's already approved for six height of six-story buildings, is it not? In the downtown, yes. the, the, the way it works is uh, the planning board is in charge of granting special permits for buildings between um, one and six stories in the downtown. Um, six to 12 stories, the special permit granting authority is the city council. Uh, so any building in the downtown uh, that has been approved that's above six stories mm -hmm. was approved by either uh, a member of the city council on a site plan review mm -hmm. or the full city council. Uh, the last 12-story building uh, that was approved by the city council was in 2010, uh, and that's 160 Pleasant Street, which was built by Combined Properties. Uh, that building you, is actually directly across the street from where we are today, MATV. Uh, and unfortunately, it's one of the buildings that I think has made people feel like, what is going on downtown? Mm -hmm. uh, that building has almost zero re uh, retail space. There's zero, zero retail space on Pleasant Street. And there's one small retail space on Exchange that's in a basement that has been vacant since it was built back in 2010. Uh you mentioned that building. There's, a, there's an interesting story that when you were talking about having residents here, uh, uh, someone whom I know as a, uh, was an uh, election worker for, uh, at City Hall, which covers the, the 160 Pleasant Street. And I remember her telling me that in the local election, they would not have any one person vote in the election. In the state election, they would have a, a few, not very many, and in the national election, they would then have some activity come out of that building. So that would suggest, number one, that the people that were um, living there are here temporarily. Mm -hmm. They do a year's lease, which I assume is probably fairly standard uh, for, uh, for new tenants. And then at that point, they either maybe go month to month until they leave, but they don't stay around. So there's n they don't have a connection with the city. And the result is people come and go, but there really isn't any kind of a an identity w as a, being a, a person committed to Malden. And obviously that's that's the nature of that type of thing, same as in Boston. And that's the challenge, and that's the, that's really the gripe that people have. Okay. You know, it's we have uh, it's almost like we gave away, uh, why buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free? Uh, and that's kind of what the developers have, have been kind of taking advantage of us on. Uh, we have had a lot of re uh, rental development. We've had very little owner-occupied development. And that makes people move on quickly year after year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the crucial thing to making sure that we are able to maintain uh, the, the feeling of Malden and the size of Malden and making sure we still remain a community mm -hmm. uh, is that you encourage owner-occupied development, not super large scale. I'm not for 12-story developments. I would never approve a 12-story development. And I, and I think I can speak for Councilor DiMaria that she's never approved mm -hmm. a 12-story development. Th that's just something that neither of us have done. So, so I think the challenge we have on City Council is to take our community, our Malden youths, the way they were, and the need to grow smartly with our MBTA stations and figure out how do we do that? How, how do we keep the feel, keep our, um, our you know, community in each area, you know, just oh, oh thank you all right and um and that's where we're at right now my reasoning for not that you're asking but i'm going to tell you anyway but my reasoning for uh the march 6th uh vote that i um i cast was not that i support uh 12 uh floors of development that is absolutely not it but we have so many other committees and groups in our city working so hard to identify where we're going to go. How do we get there? Keeping the feel of Malden. That to me it was like reading one chapter out of a whole book. Let's, let's let these committees 
work together, give their reviews, and, and at that point go. But to say, no, 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 it just, to me, it didn't feel right. I, well, what, what exactly was that paper that you voted against? Uh, that was uh, 12, 12 uh, floors. Six to 12 stories. It was yeah. particularly six to 12. Um, one, one of the reasons why I voted against um, eliminating the, the category of structures from 6 to 12, like I said, isn't because I want to build a 12-story building. No one in the city no. wants to build a 12-story right. building. And the last time it happened was in 2010, and it should not have happened. Um, the reason being is because there are certain projects, like the City Hall project, which um, you, seven floors. which is seven stories. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it gives you the, the flexibility uh, to, to, to look at each project case by case. Mm -hmm. There might be an opportunity where, say, we can get a new theater. Mm -hmm. uh, right now at 17 Pleasant Street, um, part of City Hall, the mayor's office, is in... Um, the former Granada Theater. Granada Theater. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't it be great if we were able to bring a, th a theater back to Malden? Well, there's a chance that a theater might be three stories tall. A movie theater? Or a performing arts center. We don't know. Okay. It could be. You could really. I, I don't know if a movie theater were to succeed here. Uh, I wouldn't mind one. You probably could be dual purpose. But imagine if we had a performing arts center in a, in a true theater uh, coming back to Malden Square. It was a park. Well, actually, now that you mention it, uh, we, we do have, and I know sure. we're yep. looking to, to improve um, both uh, of the parking structures. We're going to add lighting. We're going to be adding uh, murals and paintings to really make them uh, much more attractive uh, to park in. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, it, it's been decided by the administration and by uh, the city as a whole to implement parking meters in the square. I see them already out. Yeah, they're starting, and, and one of the reasons uh, we've done that is because a lot of our, uh, our older residents have said that, you know, they would just like to come downtown, uh, pull over, uh, maybe grab a sandwich or, or, or go into a shop, and they can't find parking, and, and they, don't, they aren't mobile enough to, to walk a block or mm -hmm. two. Uh, and so this is really helping to create that turnover and create a vacancy on the, on the street so that all of our residents mm -hmm. can come and enjoy the new Malden Square, mm -hmm. uh, which is getting busier and busier every day. There are people walking everywhere, new shops. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a consignment shop now called Closet Connections that recently opened up. Uh, it uh, is in the former location of Diane Anthony's uh, tailor shop. Um, so there's a lot of great things happening in Malden, and we wanted to make sure that there's accessibility, uh, which is why we went that route. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to nickel and dime our residents, uh, and we made sure that if uh, you park on Pleasant Street specifically, um, when you pull in, uh, you'll get 15 minutes for free. So if you're just running in to grab a quick bite to eat at Cornucopia, or if you're grabbing some food to pick up at all seasons, you don't need to pay the meter. You can just run in, grab your food, and come back out. But if you want to stay two hours or an hour, uh, you can put some money into the meter, and you'll be able to enjoy that for a short period of time. Yeah, that, that's a new department that we formed last year. Yeah. I'm a little confused. Maybe just a clarification. The paper in question, that uh, how did you, you both voted the same way, and I believe there was another council voted. Council Winslow. Winslow. So you voted against the paper or for the paper? We, we voted. Uh, the paper failed. And it gave the appearance that we were supporting the 12 um, floors. But what the paper basically said you could you could build subject to a, a approval Special permit, permit mm -hmm. up to 12 stories. And currently it's capped at six. Is that what you're saying? I'm trying to just make sure I understand. No, so basically right now you need a special permit from the city council to build above six stories. Mm -hmm. That remains the same. Mm -hmm. So any building, any proposal to come before the city council, no, no matter where it is mm -hmm. in the city, but uh, you can only build taller than six story, uh, taller than three stories uh, in the downtown. Mm -hmm. That has to be approved by the city council regardless. Mm -hmm. so above the six stories? Above, above three stories even. Above That's six right. stories though, uh, right. specifically. The planning board is three to six. And mm -hmm. what did this paper say? This paper was looking to eliminate the, the, the 6 to 12 story category. And what, I, what I, I hope I can get across to the residents is the reason why I voted against eliminating the 6 to 12 story category is not because we want 10, 12, or any type of stories like that. It's because zoning is meant for the next 50 years. Zoning is not meant for the next two years, five years. And we need to be encouraging smart development that happens around the train in a transit corridor, 
we don't want to go all acronyms on everyone, but it's called Transit Oriented Development, TOR, Transit Oriented Development. And the reason why you want Transit Oriented Development is because that allows uh, residents to Ex, um, have access to the goods and services that you have in a downtown like mm -hmm. Malden. It allows them to jump on the orange line and go to work into Boston. Uh, when you have some projects like the Rose Quarry mm -hmm. project over in, in Ward 8 uh, on the other side of Route 1, um, I don't support that type of development. I think Rose Quarry, while uh, it might have been a good idea at the time, uh, it, we shouldn't be building anymore at Rose Quarry. Uh, because all of those residents that live there, the thousands of units that they're building there, they all get in their cars in the morning, mm -hmm. drive down Route 60, down Salem Street, down Bainbridge Street, and they clog up our city as they're driving to Malden Center to park their cars and then take the train into Boston. So that's not – when you build over on the east part of the city, that is not smart development. But well, when you build, well, excuse me, I would think if if it's the Rose Quarry, the people maybe drive to Revere to get the tea. They wouldn't drive the Marlin Station, would they? But well, well, I think it's a whole different concept that we have now. I mean, years ago, I'm sure you and I can remember that when the MBTA came to Malden, that was a, not a good thing. We didn't want the MBTA here. It was like, oh, this is going to ruin our community. And now I think over the last five years, I think we've embraced that now. And the, the, the millenniums or the younger people or workers, you know, uh, working people, they use the train. That's, that's a convenience, a need for their lifestyle now, which you and I might not have had, but that, that's, that, that's where Malden's at right now. So smart growth is the growth around that that transportation center? Yeah, my, um, the thing I'm, I, I, it's hard to fathom in my own mind, on that paper that apparently is somewhat controversial, um, assuming uh, if, you, if you currently sought a, a permit to build downtown, although I don't know where there's any more land left mm -hmm. to build, mm -hmm. and you wanted to go higher than six stories, there is a process to go through to get that approved. The city council would have to approve of that. Mm -hmm. Right. If that paper had been passed because you, you didn't have the, they didn't have the necessary mm -hmm. votes, mm -hmm. then what would happen would be, on, on paper, that would end the possibility of having anything built beyond six stories. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Unle unless there was a, like an yeah. overlay. But zone. that would not prevent, under certain circumstances, of someone, a developer coming in at a later date and ask for special permits to, to build eight-story buildings Correct. or nine stories or whatever. Right. So right. even though uh, the paper on the surface appeared a controversial, because in the past, as you mentioned earlier, there was a cap on the height of buildings except when exceptions were made. Right, and the gateway being one. Yeah, and, they, and that's, that's true whether you're talking about a, a high-rise or you're talking about a multi-unit or a, a, they've allowed in the past, uh, perhaps on too many occasions, taking small lots that didn't qualify even under the old uh, requirements, and they, let, they allowed a special permit to mm -hmm. build houses on little poster stamp lots mm -hmm. and in mm -hmm. neighborhoods that didn't have them before, and then once the exception was made there, it was easy enough for someone to use that as a precedent mm -hmm. to do it again someplace mm -hmm. else. Um, getting back to that 160 Pleasant Street, I think when that was built, one of the, one of the problems with the size of the, or the height of the building was where the people going to park? Mm -hmm. And I think the rationale was, which has been used in the past and isn't probably accurate, is that, oh, well, people that rent these apartments downtown with access to the, to the uh, uh, T won't have cars. Mm -hmm. And I think that's possibly more true today than it was years ago right. because of, uh, of the lift options for rides and people being able to get cabs uh, using their smartphone. But uh, my memory, if it serves me right, was when they allowed that building to be d developed, they only had 0.8 cars per unit. With mm -hmm. Again, the rationale, people won't have cars, which it doesn't make any sense. And I think finally, to satisfy some kind of a, a requirement, the, the building then leased space in the, uh, in the garage for the tenants, mm -hmm. which means the tenants paid extra to have the privilege of parking in the garage. If well, you, you mentioned parking, and, and I think one of, one of the things that um, everyone should know is that we did conduct a growth management study 
uh, in, back in 2017. And, and that growth management study actually taught us a lot about um, housing in our city. It didn't teach us everything, uh, and uh, we currently are, are in the process of conducting a housing production plan. Uh, and that was recommended by the planning board, uh, and that's being conducted by the Metropolitan Area Planning Council, mm -hmm. MAPC. Uh, but one of the things we did learn from the growth management study, and if you do have an opportunity to, to read it, uh, table 13 is the estimated vehicles per unit. Uh, and what you'll find uh, interesting is that in single and two-family homes, uh, each unit produces two cars. Currently. Currently. Right. And on multifamily developments, uh, each unit produces one car. So single and two-family homes, on average, produce twice as many cars as, as the condominium or apartment buildings that you see downtown. Now, that doesn't mean that we're, we're advocating for a, a mm -hmm. ton more of that. Mm -hmm. But it, it's something to, to be aware of is that we're dealing with a traffic issue. And a, a lot of people say, well, you know, I'd like to see more single-family homes being built in Malden. Well, per the growth management study, if you build a, another sub-development of single-family homes, that is the number one way to create more and more traffic and more and more congestion. If there is, a, is, if there is to be any growth in the community going forward, it would be my recommendation, based on the growth man management study uh, that we did conduct, that that growth should happen along a transit corridor. Because like you said, the younger generations are driving less. Mm -hmm. They're using Uber. They're, they're using Lyft. They're using the, the rental bike companies like Limebike and Ofo and Lyft uh, or, or, or uh, Spin, which is the new one that's coming into town. Um, there are different ways to, to, to mitigate the impact of development, and one of the best ways to do that is to build it in your downtown. A and one of the reasons why Malden Center is coming back and Malden Square is coming back is because we have people living here now. If you, the businesses cannot survive without customers. And as you have more people living in the downtown, you're able to support more businesses. And, and all you have to do is look down the orange line. In order to revitalize Wellington Circle, Medford increased the residential development at, uh, what is that development called? At Myst Wellington? Mystic Station. Uh, near, near, Mystic, near the Mystic. Uh, Somerville, uh, they increased their residential development uh, at Assembly Row, Row, and that brought back that, that area. If you go into Boston, you'll see that down by the seaport, uh, Boston increased their, their density uh, in the seaport in order to bring back the seaport. I'm not saying that we need to do it to, to that level by any means whatsoever, but that type of methodology has allowed Malden Square to come back. That's why we have Bodeborg, the, the, the first of its kind in the Western Hemisphere. We have Three Amigos, Malden Square's first Mexican restaurant. Uh, there's a lot of great things happening, and one of the reasons being is because we have people living here now who can support the businesses. The, but, but we don't really have... Um, uh, any large spe uh, open space or undeveloped area other than Rose Quarry, and I think perhaps uh, there, there might be some land up uh, that's been discussed in the uh, High Rock area in Malden, in Ward 6, or uh, which was discussed uh, unexpectedly, I think, last night, the hospital. Yeah, well, we do, actually. We have our beautiful waterfront that, you know, we have our committee now, and we have speakers coming in saying, how can we become the feeder into the Everett Casino or into Boston with water shuttles, with businesses on the waterfront? So I consider that a, a beautiful new area to really focus on, on that. Um, so I, I think we have, uh, we can always use more. Who owns that land? Isn't that uh, land owned by the, the combined the properties? I think owns some of it. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Now they're yeah. they're just a, they're, they're building on speculation. Uh, pretty much they finished the building down on Medford Street, most of which I don't think is currently committed to rental or occupied. No, it's all business. Yeah. Pardon? It's all business. That's right. That's yeah. yes, right, right. But they're they're apparently see Marlin as a, as a place for business to be drawn. So they've spent. Uh, a big amount of money. I right. think I saw in the paper that the, uh, the uh, one of the local banks uh, had financed the mortgage, mm -hmm. and they're, 
they're doing it anticipating that uh, there's going to with once it's like the field of dreams once the the building is available for rental there'll be p businesses commercial use and they'll fill it up but um the hospital property last day, uh, just a quick uh, uh, impression I had. I happened to be watching the city mm -hmm. council, and I and I kind of got the impression, because I didn't see the beginning of it, mm -hmm. but that that issue came in which wasn't on the agenda, in that there were uh, people there. Mm -hmm. And the, the next thing I saw was that um, there was some issue about loudly public f speaking. And, you know, uh, I know that's been an issue that's come up in the past with the city council. Mm -hmm. I know the school committee has done that for years. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I, my first reaction when that was discussed with the council a while back, that I think it's happened to be worthwhile. It gives people a chance to get ex committed to come to a meeting, and then they can kind of, if they get a, a, an issue that they can talk about it, capsule in three Absolutely. minutes. Absolutely. Uh, but apparently it didn't have the support of the majority. It didn't go anywhere. But then maybe to prove the point, uh, when it came up uh, for an opportunity last night for the people who were there uh, to speak, the first person that spoke was from Medford, which I thought, well, gee, not normally if that were required to fill out your name and address in the beginning, you'd say, well, gee, uh, you wouldn't expect the Medford people come. I mean, they have a, a reason to be concerned about the hospital development because it's exactly. contiguous to their property if you live in the mall than Medford line. The, um, the second speaker brought up an issue that would really had no direct bearing on anything, and then uh, the uh, the third speaker, which again is kind of an interesting, uh, um, from some from my perspective, in that um, the former city council Ward six was the next speaker, and he had had um, a, 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 an article hit that that was written in the Advocate the previous week, and um, it was more like a letter to the editor, but it was on the front page of the Advocate. I don't know whether you saw it or not. Well, you didn't see it. Well, anyway, I haven't here. But what it, it would pretty much. Uh, covered the, the area uh, of information that he talked about last night about mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the 2,000 people that responded and the 6,000 people that voted and on the other stuff, which uh, he rattled off so many different numbers and statistics. I, w I think for even someone that's kind of tuned into what's going on, we had to the ball at all. And um, but but I thought um, my own perspective of that thing was he was speaking to a group of people that were former colleagues. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like um, there was no empathy at all or a connection between him speaking on an issue that's important to him and he's made uh, efforts in the past to uh, you know, present his, his issue, uh, his position on that. But I thought it was kind of striking that someone who was a former member of the council seemed to act like he didn't know anybody on the council. They, they, didn't, they didn't know him. But that was just my own impression. But he gave a lengthy t discussion, threw out a lot of numbers, and one of the things that I guess I'm a little confused on, the hospital's private property. Correct. It's, it's going to be developed in some fashion. Mm -hmm. I, 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 every indication suggests the city isn't in a position to buy it. Correct. So uh, even though it's been vacant for 20 years Almost. and there's been some there's been court cases on them. Mm -hmm. I think the most recent one, the city lost and had not only did they lose the case, they had to pay the legal fees for right. the, for the uh, hospital. And right. I don't think the amount that they had to spend was ever publicized. Okay. I don't know how much the secret is. I, I don't know how much, but I'm sure the figure was in the six figures uh, rather substantial. But uh, what is the sense within the council about the hospital? I mean, is the easiest thing, and I, now I'm getting on a soapbox, <laughs> but the easiest thing, people that run and live in that area, they want to get elected. The easiest thing is to say, I'm against it. And therefore, the people that live there say, well, that's what we want. Someone's against it. Mm -hmm. But something's going to go there, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's privately owned. And mm -hmm. uh, within reason, they're, they're entitled to build something there. Well, I would, I would just like to say, and I said this last night, uh, I'd like to thank Councilor Maria for bringing that up to the council. Uh, this was a proposal that was sent to the city. Uh, we had received num a number of letters, both from uh, from Mayor Christensen, uh, as well as well as the, the Secretary of uh, the State, of Jay Ash. Jay Ash. Um, we, we received a number of letters from state agencies uh, and from the administration talking about uh, this particular property, uh, which our building inspector uh, ha has deemed a danger. And you're right; it went to court. I, I went to many of the, uh, many of those uh, court uh, court cases. And we lost that, that court case. Um, green space is something that's very important to me. I'm a former park ranger with the, with the DCR or the former uh, MDC. And 
I think this is a golden opportunity uh, for Friends of Felsmere Heights. Uh, Friends of Felsmere Heights is looking to turn uh, the former Malden Hospital site into a park. And I think that that is a, a, a great ideal, and that's something I wholeheartedly support. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I've looked at their project, their project, because it costs money to buy something, uh, and it's going to cost money to maintain something, uh, their project has a residential component to it. And so wh- what I said to, to friends of Felsmere Heights last night, the ball is in your court. Uh, if you want this to happen, there is a way forward here. I'm not going to dictate how that happens, but I think that there's a way that we can collaborate both with the community, uh, with our community organizations like Friends of Felsmere Heights, the property owner, which is Hallmark Wellforce, uh, and the city to get the best result for us. Um, I'm not uh, very passionate about this topic. It, it's not in my ward, even though I do believe it is a citywide, um, a citywide issue because it's been abandoned for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. It's a danger to our public safety officers, both our police and our fire, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a danger to the neighborhood. It's, it's something that should be taken care of, and it shouldn't take another two decades. Is it possible that it could be a site for school? I, I it's would. It's a beautiful location. It's possible. There's a lot of possibilities, Ed. But just if I could just take a moment, I uh, invited... Felsmere Housing Group as a guest, as I have every week during my presidency. I think it's really important that um, the community who was there and who was watching have a little taste of what's going on. You know, maybe not just the votes and the, you know, the the technical stuff, but what's actually going on. So um, I called each counselor and said, "This is what I'm doing," and and just so you know. Any counselor can invite a guest to the floor. There's a column on our docket. It's always nice to let the council president know so I can plan my meeting accordingly. But uh, each counselor was uh, notified of that. And I brought them in front of my colleagues to hear a plan. There was no vote that was going to be taken. It was a plan. And as I would the community, if they had a plan, come forward we'll be glad to you know use the time for all the others to hear so somehow um you know the public comment was great i didn't plan on it but i was thrilled as as you know i brought that up last september it failed and it will be on the docket in two weeks for another vote because i strongly believe in in public commentary well well the way we do it is it has to expire six months before we can bring it back if i can add one thing about the malden hospital site uh one of the things that's always bothered me is the way in which um the site was donated to our city for in the public interest and the public health of our community by mayor converse uh, and, and that property has now uh, been a detraction from our community. Um, I think that the, the point that our residents make about looking into uh, the, the title and, and the deeds of that property are valid. Mm-hmm. And I think we should really take a hard look with our legal team uh, to find out, does the city and do the residents and do the descendants of Elijah Converse have a claim to that property or a portion of it? Mm-hmm. And if that's so, the city should use that as leverage to get as much green space as possible up at the Malden Hospital site. Mm -hmm. But it's not just the Malden Hospital site where we need green space. Um, There are parts of the city, like Ward 4 in the downtown, that have almost no green space. Uh, We have uh, many polluted and poisoned sites all up and down the Malden River, which Councillor Maria was referring to earlier. Uh, We have the National Grid site on the corner of Commercial uh, and Route 60. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a a Honeywell uh, site. We have... Uh, GE, which was on the river. We had Monsanto down the river Mm -hmm. where when the high tide came in, all of the Monsanto pollution came up the river. I think the the Malden River has such potential, Mm -hmm. but it is is such a powder keg of of pollution and contaminants that we as a community, we've almost buried our head in the sand. Uh, But it's something that is a jewel for our community, and we need to invest in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the places we can get the green space is along the Malden River. Um, there's a group called uh, the Mystic River Watershed Association, um, and they have come up with a, a grand 22-mile 
plan to connect, uh, like I said, 22 miles of contiguous waterfront parkway from Winchester to Malden. Uh, that is the type of projects that we should be putting our energy mm -hmm. towards, encouraging that type of green space in areas of the city that really need it. Uh, with the you mentioned uh, you mentioned National Grid. Is there anything in the uh, background in the uh, in, in the in the wind at all suggesting what might be done there, or is it just just something that's nothing's happening in it, and so it's just being what it is? I mean, the field of dreams obviously is yeah, turned into a nightmare apparently <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really, you know, there's so many opportunities yeah. out there. And again, there's so many fantastic groups, such as the Housing Production Plan, the Zoning Review Committee, Metropolitan Area Planning Committee, which we are part of many other communities to ident that are in our, in, in our kind of uh, area, a growing, mm. an old growing community. That's a oxymoron I guess and and then a, a community development advisory um, economic advisory mm. committee which I sit on and it's just fantastic yeah. we there's just a lot going on and just to circle back to that March 6 just so I just drive it home there, there is absolutely no one Councillor O'Malley myself Councillor Winslow or anyone on the City Council that wants you know uh, community of skyscrapers that's that's not what we want so I think it was all a little um, misunderstood um, I, I drive by sometimes coming up off of Pleasant Street for the development that's going on with City Hall and I know um, um, the, the city's approach to uh, the city uh, hall as it were is a new and somewhat unique I don't think there's another community no, in the state that the has, state. A, has a condo right. and um, this is going to be mixed use with residential apartments. Correct. It's going to be uh, residential condos and, and business condos. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, the, the the residential portion is, is just apartments. That's right. Uh, the 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 commercial uh, portion will be on the ground floor, right. and then we're going to have a a five story um, city hall, city hall mm -hmm. which will actually be its own separate part. Yeah. We will own the city hall um, mm -hmm. project. I'm actually on the municipal building committee, uh, and we're currently in the process of picking an architect to design that process, mm -hmm. that property. Uh, it's been it's been a great experience, mm -hmm. and I think that the residents of Mulberry really, really should be proud but, of that. But just for my own clarification, this the, the city hall itself is going to be on top of the re of the commercial on the first floor. It's going to be above the ground, is it not? No, we're going to have we're going to have a portion of the ground floor. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do? Yeah, and we're also going to it's going to go up five stories, and on the third story there will be a roof deck uh, with with a public open space. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be a public park behind it, uh, which will have all new landscaping. Uh, it's going to be uh, quite a development. Its, it's own entrance very as nice. well. Pardon? We we will have our own entrance, so there will be some city hall. And what's the parking on the ground? Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I uh, I'll, I'll throw out something as a th as a, and I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but when they built the high rise apartment complex in Converse Square, there was going to be uh, res retail on the first floor, mm -hmm. and I think currently what they have is they have a coffee shop, which I think is doing well, but. It's it's more. It's more than a coffee shop. It's more of a. Uh, I forget the name of it. Honey, honey. Yeah. But honey, honey is a great a great place to grab a, co a right. cup of coffee it's or dessert. Right. And next to it, they have a cleaners. Dry cleaners. And the the rest of them were not being able to rent it, so I think they've converted it to a gym. One is a gym, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the other one is the gallery, which was formerly Malden Pops, Pops Up, uh, which is a basically this is an art gallery space where you can go and and buy great art for gifts, but you can also take lessons to learn how to paint, photography, acting, uh, speech writing, mm -hmm. uh, lots of different uh, activities you can do at the gallery mm -hmm. on Main Street. Now, is that a private venture? It is a private venture. Mm -hmm. Do it doing well? It is doing well. Yep. Oh, good. This is the second year that's been around. Yep. It started as a yep. holiday pop-up, mm -hmm. yeah. and now it's uh, all year round. Mm -hmm. Great place for our artists. Great. Well, I hope it, uh, because I kind of vision that when you, when all said and done, whether it's downtown with the uh, the, the, the development with City Hall uh, was, and some of the other things that's going on, that ultimately it's the lack of parking. I, I'm, I'm quite honestly, I'm amazed how. Um, how many restaurants are succeeding and mm -hmm. how many business downtown seem to be doing well, even though parking is a deterrent, which mm -hmm. is usually uh, 
a negative effect or an impact on on the people. Well, Malden Center is a, is a walking community. It's it's a very walkable community, and that's one of the things that we've been focusing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Councilor Di Maria and I, and the rest of the council, uh, with the leadership of of Ward Five Councilor Barbara Murphy and Ward One Councilor Peg Crow, um, have been proposing a reduction in the citywide speed limit to 25 miles an hour. Uh, the reason why we're doing that is to create a safer environment for not not just motorists uh, but also pedestrians mm-hmm. and bicyclists yeah. that's one of the reasons why you're seeing these these establishments succeed is because malden center is a very walkable area and you have the 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 traffic the pedestrian traffic to support these businesses mm-hmm. uh, before we, we move on from development uh, i do want to let the residents know that uh, on next wednesday april 11th uh, there will be a joint planning and ordinance hearing at uh, 7 Washington Street, the Senior Center, at 7 p.m. And on the docket or on, on the agenda is going to be uh, some zoning use amendments that will encourage commercial and retail development across the city. One of the things that we heard loud and clear, both Councillor Maria and I and the rest of the council, is that the residents of Malden want commercial development. Mm-hmm. They want retail development. Mm-hmm. They want jobs. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to buy things that were made in Malden. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that the zoning amendments on April 11th will do. It will encourage a ton of business creation across the city. Mm-hmm. I've already been approached by businesses that are mm-hmm. looking to open up and said, I saw this is on the docket. We're, we're very appreciative of it, and we're looking forward mm-hmm. to bringing our business to Malden. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good example of commercial... Sorry. Mm-hmm. sorry. Can going to talk about the breweries? No. Uh, so Councilor DeMarie is going to talk about breweries in, in a second. I just want one other thing I wanted to say is Berkeley Investments on, uh, on Exchange Street, the former Bank of America mm-hmm. building, uh, that is a large, one of the largest commercial buildings we have in the city, and that was purchased by Berkeley Investments, a very large real estate uh, investment company, mm-hmm. and they're looking to bring a data center, which will bring high-paying jobs. It will bring both blue-collar jobs as well as white-collar jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the types of things that we are striving for. Uh, sometimes you get lost in the in the noise of people beating their drum and trying to drum up uh, a mob, but we're we're trying our so best. So many good things going on. There's a lot of great things. So many good and things. And Councilor Demuri was mentioning the the breweries. Yeah, we have um, uh, where the uh, bowling uh, alley was on Charles oh, yes, Street, yes. yes. So that's now going to be a brewery, and they're going to be making Malden beer. Malden beer. So that's a first. Mystic, yeah. It's going to be called Mystic that's Side Fat-free Brewery. Fat-free beer? Yes. I don't know if it's fat-free. <laughs> Sugar-free. <laughs> and there's, a, there's, a, there's a second brewery coming yep. on Pleasant Street. Yep. Uh, Faces on Pleasant Street uh, is going to be opening up uh, directly across the street from Hugh O'Neill's, that bank building that's been abandoned for a while. Oh, yes. We have a, a great uh, local family from the area who's going to be investing in there, put a lot of money into it. And what are they going to do with it? It's going to be another brewery in, oh, a, in, in, a, in a nice place where you can get a, a good meal, uh, a nice drink, and enjoy the, the scenery of Malden Square. Well, one of the things I'd love to see is I'd love to see either a Target or a Marshalls. So I, through my economic development committee, I am really hoping that we can get something retail. I mean, we don't really have too much to... Good much. Can you bring them back? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember that, huh? So there's, there's a lot to still, so much to do. But we are making strides. We are really working very hard. So, um, Yeah. Keep it up. And actually, one of the big things I did as city council, as um, council president, is we sat for five straight weeks and we looked at our rule book, which hadn't been looked at in 20 years. So through um, the former clerk, Karen Anderson, our new clerk, Tom Brennan, chair of ordinance, Ryan O'Malley, a couple of admins, myself, we really hammered through each rule and does it make sense is it should we change the language so um that has been forwarded to ordinance to be discussed in subcommittee so you know it's not just letting things continue trying to make positive change and where are we at i mean i believe everything should be reviewed and um and uh, so that that was a big stride. And public comment is coming back in two weeks. And, so. and to piggyback off Councilor DeMaria about the progress that's been made uh, on the city council this year at, at the leadership of, of Councilor DeMaria, uh, we know in Malden that historic preservation is important to Great. our community. 
Uh, we've seen far too many buildings get knocked down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was told stories by Barbara Tolstrup, a, a, ver- a very good friend of mine, uh, the chair of the mm-hmm. Historical Commission, mm-hmm. about how she, f- she fought day and night to protect the original city hall. And over the weekend, Mayor Kelleher knocked it down. These are the types of things that cannot happen anymore in Malden. So we have decided as a council, with, with, in partnership with uh, the Historical Commission, to pass a demolition delay. Uh, this will allow us, allow us to, to take a look at what's being demolished in our community and say, hey, is there historic or cultural significance to this building? Mm-hmm. And if there is, we can delay the demolition and see if there's alternative uses right. for this. Right. This is something that we need to do as a community to preserve our history yeah. and to preserve our culture. Collaboration with the business, uh, the uh, building commissioner. Everyone had their hands on this and looked at the ordinance and recrafted the ordinance. And uh, yeah, I think it's wonderful. And 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 history. And, and and to to go off of the historic preservation and to go back to what we originally discussed. Uh, there's the first congregational church, which was on. Uh, the corner of Abbott and Pleasant Street. Unfortunately, that was knocked down uh, with the uh, the new development that you have at the end of Pleasant Street. Uh, and one of the reasons why I voted against a height restriction is because who knows if the city maybe allowed the the city hall project down at the end of the street to go one or two stories taller, maybe they would have been able to fit all the apartments they needed to and save that building. Maybe the 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 old congregational church could have been a community center or a performing arts center, Mm. or a theater. These are the types of of options we have when we don't tie our hands to to an arbitrary height limit, but we allow negotiation and collaboration. That building, I was rather surprised that that a religious group didn't come forward at some point, because I think what happened to the the church itself is they get a diminishing congregation, Mm -hmm. and then they ran into literally weren't having enough money to support, in the meantime, there were changes in the in the minister and whatever, but that uh, again, it's, it's that building was inside right. was a beautiful yes, building and absolutely. nice. It, I, I was quite surprised right. that at some point some uh, group could wouldn't have come forward to rather than try and uh, build a building or rehab a building. They would have come in and taken that over the So trip. that's the balance we have, Ed. Yeah. That's that's we we have to preserve our I'm going to say old Malden, yeah. and we have to grow our Malden into our future. It, it's a tough role. Yeah. It is. It's because a lot of the old guard, they're like, no, we want it just the way it is. That's not progressive. But yet we don't want to be, you know, um, I don't want to say crazy, but like, oh, it's, a delicate, it's a balance. It's a delicate balancing act. Right, it and, is. You, and, and you mentioned, I mean, I think that what happened at the first congregational church is kind of a canary in the coal mine for many congregations. I mean, the last thing I would want to see is the First Baptist Church knocked down. Mm -hmm. The last thing I'd want to see is Sacred Heart Church knocked down. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that this happened to one of our our religious institutions in the community is something that had great historic Mm -hmm. value, in in my opinion, and definitely great cultural value. Uh, We should use that as a rallying cry to say, Mm -hmm. never again are we going to allow the beautiful buildings in our community to be knocked down mm. in that fashion. Remember when we were uh, doing a coffee with the seniors of the Heritage? And remember the, the one Russian woman stood up? Because from the Heritage, they could they could see the, the demolition. And um, she says, I feel like I'm in Russia again. Do you remember that? I do remember yeah. that. She was traumatized by seeing a church yep. knocked down yeah. like that. You, you mentioned parking. Um, are those parking meters... Um, current type that they have like in Boston they're solar which is what they're, they're you so- can use you can use coins yeah. you can use a credit card yeah. uh, you can use your cell phone yeah. and uh, like I said on Pleasant Street we're not looking to ni- nickel and dime anyone if you just want to pull up on Pleasant Street jump out grab well, a sandwich Street too. there are, so yes the, the only street that allows that gives you the fir- the 15 minutes free is Pleasant Street oh, okay. uh, but uh, Yes, they're also on Exchange Street. Yeah. Uh, well, C- Community Preservation Act. Okay. Is that in its third year? No, I think it's in its second year. We we filled it last year, when I was the uh, the chair of appointments. We got all our uh, appointees citywide, and they've been working fantastically. But nothing's been done yet, has it? Well, no, they've been holding uh, public hearings. They have. Uh, they haven't spent any money. No, not no. no the money's there. They're uh, they're collecting um, applications for um, for grants. 
for work and expenditures for the use of the money. And at the end, when, when they all get their, you know, final whatever, five, ten plans, uh, they come to us, and then we, we vet it through. And uh, I'm very confident they're going to do some, as they are right now, great work. But some of those uh, funds are earmarked for certain specific projects and funding sources anyway. If some of them have to go certain ways of the total amount you collect, they're earmarked in advance. Well, there's there's statutory positions yeah. on there because of that. So right. there's the, the affordable housing and there's um, the historical preservation and help me with the four. Uh, recreation. <laughs> recreation, open space. And open space. Yeah. So do you, yeah. do, you, uh, do you find some efforts now, not to dwell on it any longer, but on the hospital properties that earmark the money from that source to, to fund the purchase of that property? Well, certainly that that's definitely an opportunity, certainly. But again, um, we don't know what the price tag is. We don't know. We, we've not negotiated with Hallmark to buy it. Right now, full disclosure, they have a purchase and sales with these developers that contingent on the city approving the development correct yeah. so so now whether that will you know fail and they will these gentlemen will walk yeah. away is yet to be seen yeah. i mean you know in our community our friends of felsmere heights will get their financial package together and come in front of us as a council and you know, I, I, again, that's what it's all about, what's best for the community. So, But, but that developer is credible, I assume, with the, that's with the Malden Hospital project? I, I would say they are credible. Uh, I definitely would. Oh, okay. I mean, they actually have... It's not a field of dreams. They've, no, it's, it's not, <laughs> but they are, um, they are the developers of a, uh, a community in Plymouth, Mass., called Pine Hills. Oh, it's a biggie. Yeah, that's a big one. Very big. Have you been? Driven by it. Driven see, by it. It's section three, as I recall, yeah. <laughs> over the highway. <laughs> so, you know, at this point, you know, I've always said for over four years, Ed, wouldn't it be fabulous if we all got together and worked together to, you know, take those 18 acres and make it something that we yeah. totally are proud now, of. Well, speaking of working together, you, you haven't yet uh, – or you're not in a position yet to prepare a budget yet, or you haven't had the mayor submit his yet. Not yet, no. And the uh, the city is somewhat at the mercy of the state budget, so right. you're, you're not really sure what's going on at that level. Right. So, uh, are there any big things in the in the future that would be done if the if the money's available? Because how is this year shaping up as far as the the, the current budget. I, I'm honestly, I haven't seen seen it at all. Not the new budget coming up in July, but the current one is a is it. Yep, haven't no. You yeah. mean what has been um, allocated and what has actually been spent? Is that what you're talking? Yeah, you about? know, is it running and anticipating what we're going to get for revenue has come close to what you're receiving, and it, therefore you're you're in the black, hopefully. If yeah. if I if if I can, uh, I know last year. Um, our certified account in the, at the end of the year actually mm -hmm. ended up coming in above what we anticipated. Right. Right. Uh, we have a very conservative controller. He does a great job, uh, and we anticipate to have the same type of revenue this year. Yeah. It will probably come above what we are anticipating because we're so conservative. Yeah. Right. Do you have a rainy day fund actually in the city? So we have we have we have reserves, uh, and, and one of one of the trends um, that that we've seen is that we've been dipping into our reserves to balance our budget. That's something that that is concerning. Um, one of the things that we need to do as a city is we need to tighten our belt. We need to make some hard decisions. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that uh, unfortunately we haven't done a good job of over the last decades uh, is we haven't been maintaining our infrastructure. Uh, not just our, our, our water pipes, but also our roads, mm -hmm. our schools, mm -hmm. um, or any of our buildings. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we had to take down City Hall. It wasn't maintained for, for decades. Um, so I, I, we have some pretty big bills coming up. Uh, we have the highest percentage of lead service lines mm -hmm. in the state of Massachusetts, mm -hmm. in the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. Now, they included a, an insert in this yes, they tax did. bill yeah. suggesting that uh, people double-check to make sure that they're that those, those old 
right. systems are either yeah. going to be replaced uh, or have been replaced. Right. Otherwise, there'll be an issue when you if you transfer a title on the property. We right. still have wooden water mains. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. We, we still have wooden water mains. Ah. We have water mains that are basically planks of wood with wire running around it, holding the, the water in. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need to replace our infrastructure, and it's going to be such a, a massive project. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we're ever going to generate the taxes to, to deal with that, um, but the reason why our roads are crumbling is because the infrastructure under the ground, the water, the sewer, the storm drains mm -hmm. are crumbling. Mm -hmm. um, I, I studied classics in college, Latin and Greek, and in ancient Roman history. I've been inside the first sewer ever invented. It's called the Cloaca Maxima. It drains the <laughs> Roman Forum. To this day, it's still functioning. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that as we go forward, we are building high quality so that it will last right. a long time, right. and we maintain it. Right. Has, um, as, as it come up at all, the, the water bill now is on a monthly basis. Right. It, uh, it used to be, of course, quarterly, like the real estate tax. Has it uh, come up at all with people say, gee, it's a nuisance paying the bill 12 times. Can I pay it quarterly like I did in the old days? Is there any option available like that? No, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard that, but I'm sure, you know, I'm not going to say something can be worked out. But, no, I, I haven't heard that at all. I think uh, it's the ease of the monthly um, Say what? It would be the ease of the of monthly bill. The bill is less. It's not quarterly. Well, well, it's not. Yeah. Well, that's, that, the benefit is uh, some of our residents. Uh, I'll tell you why it's not less, but go ahead. Uh, oh. Well, it's, it's not, overall it's not less, but each month it's a little bit less. Less, and, too. And, and some, not, of all our, not all of our residents have a cash flow that allow them to pay big bills like that. But mm -hmm. some do. Some of them do. And uh, but you know the residents that, that that have challenges paying their bills on a on a on a, on a quarterly basis, mm -hmm. having those big hits, yeah. uh, it can be challenging. Yeah. The reason I say it isn't less is because when they uh, a couple of years back they and I, uh, this was brought to my attention by a resident that the uh, there's a minimum charge each month, and if you don't even use the minimum usage you still charge the minimum mm -hmm. and and beyond that there's also a six dollar charge past that mm. so if you had a quarterly bill that people would only pay that minimum charge four times a year and now they're paying it 12 mm. and if it's a six dollar charge you do the math 72 dollars on someone who uses a, a modest amount of water is a is an expensive uh, bill when in effect much of that cost is on the minimum charge which is at six dollars a month mm -hmm. but that was added even though I think they announced the city announced there was no rate increase in the water, but indirectly the, the, the increase was the minimum mm -hmm. charge. Mm -hmm. I'll take that as a takeaway. I think we'll both take that mm -hmm. as a takeaway, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and we'll look into that one. Yeah. Okay. And um, anyway, we have uh, any more questions for me? You know, I could, you asked me when we started this uh, for those listening <laughs> audience, and I hope you you gathered enough here tonight to suggest that the people that that is representing you in Ward 4 and in the city council uh, as the council president or in her position as council at large, w take the job serious and yes. work hard at what they're doing. And I, and I think that's true for the most part for the other people that's serving yes, with them as absolutely. their colleagues. To some degree, not everybody works as hard, but the point is ultimately the job gets done and you have to kind of mm -hmm. work around the people that uh, you, you serve with because there are th issues that you agree with them on. Right. And, and, and just so, you know, I want to say that we are always accessible. Councillor O'Malley, myself, I, I speak for almost all the councillors. Any questions, you know, any concerns, anything you don't feel like, what was that all about, please reach out to us. I will. And please. And, and on that, um, again, my name is Ryan O'Malley, the Ward 4 City Councillor. If you have any questions or, or concerns or comments, you can reach me directly at 781-870-0041. Great, and for those that may have missed part of the, the uh, show tonight, it'll be on Saturday and Sunday, and I appreciate you listening, and go Red Sox. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, Thank you for rain. watching. Thank you very much. My pleasure.